So the last time that Pierre and I saw each other was at my brother's wedding, where Pierre was the drunkest I've ever seen a man be. Um, yeah. But before that, the time before that was at my brother's stag party. And I have this vivid memory, which has now uh, been distorted by by gender shenanigans, of, uh, of standing next <laughs> to the grill as Pierre is grinning like a lunatic, burning this chicken that's raw on the inside. And my yeah. brother slumps unconscious on the French grass, <laughs> dressed as Jimmy Savile. <laughs> your, your brother's hangover the next morning was the most spiritual hangover I think I've ever seen. <laughs> it was like watching a man commune with something much deeper than chemicals. It I was, want to uh, ask about the Savile <laughs> costume. Was, this was after the, the, the revelation? This was after... They made him dress up in it and go to the airport. But he flew to France with him dressed as Savile the whole way. Oh, it was a, a punishment Savile costume. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like an IRA punishment beating. We're going to make you dress up as Jimmy Savile. We're going to send you into Shankle dressed as Jimmy. <laughs> die, die Hard 3, but he's on the street corner in New York dressed as Jimmy Savile. <laughs> Just a guy now in a then, now then. <laughs> the sign says, "I heart kids." <laughs> I'll, I'll fix it for you. I'll fix it for you, mate. Your target is inside this children's hospital. Not as bad. It was a major L. Oh my god! <laughs> Fine. You know what? I was going to use something else for the theme, but I'll do this. L, Mister Bond. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Kill James Bond, the podcast <laughs> where we have discovered so many Fucking drops in this movie that it, the podcast now does itself. It's just a soundboard with hosts attached. I am Alice Caldwell Cowley. My pronouns are she and her. Joining me are Go. My name is Abigail Thorne. My pronouns are also she and her. I just assume that I'm going to be third in all, in all of these things. My name is Devon, uh, and my pronouns are they, them. And we have a guest, comedian Pierre Novelli, is joining us to tell us about uh, Abigail's brother's Jimmy Savile costume. <laughs> <laughs> Pierre, how's it going? Oh, I'm good. I, I, I'm sort of, uh, I'm reaching the, the point of, you know, you know, I actually enjoyed lockdown for the first, like, genuine, genuinely for the first, like, six months. And mm. even I'm reaching my limit of staying indoors at this point. Yeah. And to make it worse for you, we made you watch Diamonds Are Forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, Diamonds Are Forever, I genuinely, if you'd asked me before this and you'd said, hey, have you seen it? I would have said yes. Mm. And I hadn't. I hadn't actually seen it. No, it's like a filler movie, right? It's one of those things that you think you've seen. It was so strange because like, I know the theme and a friend of mine and I have, have like an in-joke about the theme and I was, oh yeah, yeah, I'll see in that. And then as the more I watched it, the more I was sitting and thinking, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I have no memory of any of these mutants. No. <laughs> it's just, it's a movie where a lot of things happen. So many things. They aren't really connected to each other. Mm. One to just... It reminded me of a Shakespeare play where they were like, actually, that was him, and there was a mask, and secretly, it was his brother, and also there's a sheriff, and uh, they just got excited, and they put every character in. 
Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. We're, we're here for George Lazenby's second movie, but <laughs> as as I'm ex- excited to learn, George Lazenby has fucked off. He's not doing any more of these. Uh, and so th- we have this discussion from the makers of the James Bond movies about who's going to do it. They ask Burt Reynolds to do it. They ask the, they ask the guy who played um, OSS Sandy Set in one of the 60s movies. They ask Adam West if he wants to play James Bond, and he turns it down. <laughs> they also, if my understanding is correct, they also asked uh, Timothy Dalton if he wanted to. Yeah, and he to, said he was, he, too young. he was too young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he came back. So they asked Sean Connery, and Sean Connery, being entirely mercenary, is just like, yeah, all right, if you pay me, the highest an actor has ever been paid to do a role at that point. If you pay me one and a quarter million dollars, Mr. Bond, if you cut your oh, special effects budget for this movie in half and take all of that money and deposit it directly into my bank account, I will come back and I will play James Bond again. It's pretty am- amazing to get as an actor for your fee the kind of money that James Bond would be held for ransom for. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Sean Connery much closer to a supervillain here than James Bond. Uh, but we we get our sort of a pre-credit sequence. He, he fucking catches up to Blofeld by the simple expedient of doing a montage. And I don't know why he didn't think of doing this before, but he just, like, he, he hits three people and strangles a woman, because we have to get this back on the right foot. None of this, like, gay Lazenby shit where he's nice to women anymore. Uh, yeah. The world's most ADR'd Bond just beats up successive guys <laughs> yep. in various he settings. Up, he beats up three men and a woman, uh, and is like, where's Blofeld? Each of them gives him a clue, and he's like, oh, I've, I, I have found him. They're very, very easily done. Do you think it's mm. just a sign of, like... <laughs> it could be an advert for like Ritalin, where it's like this is this is how well things go when you do your job. Yeah, this is how much more productive Bond is wow. now that he's taking this. He just he didn't try and fuck or fight anyone for over ten minutes. He just said, "Please give me the next information I need." Yeah, he just like he just some sort of worked. detective. He worked. Yeah, yeah. He did um, his job. And and so we find out that uh, Blofeld is negotiating the NHS gender identity clinic system. And I have a drop for this. I want the operation done tonight. But, senor... There's no time left. But, senor Blofeld, this is a most delicate procedure. It's gonna... Tonight! And he's he's fucking... (laughs) He's having plastic surgery done. I wish. But Blofeld isn't uh, fucking Donald Pleasance or Telly Savalas anymore. He's Charles Gray. And yes! we've seen Charles Gray before in the Bond movies. Oh, we've seen, we've seen Devon and I have an in-joke based on You Only Live Twice, which he's in. He's Captain Henderson in that movie. He's the British mm-hmm. agent in, in Tokyo. And we have a joke about the way he delivers one of his lines, which is... Oh, you must excuse this rather odd mixture of styles, but I refuse to go entirely Japanese. Just because, <laughs> <laughs> because of the way he goes up at the end. I refuse to go entirely Japanese. He's so good. <laughs> it's so it's good. Final- cracked Blofeld and they've realised the secret is to make him older than James Bond so he's not like trying to outdick him like Terry Savalas was mm-hmm. he's just an older man who just treats Bond with contempt he treats him as he deserves to be treated like a fucking child and it's beautiful mm. 
used to go to Thailand with Japanese. <laughs> that is gay. Yeah, that, that, that was very gay. The, the, the top of my notes for this movie was simply Blofeld gay question mark. But it like that that to me made the most sense of anything because the you know the joke is always like, well, why don't you just shoot James Bond in the head and dump him in a river? Why mm. all this talking and look at this wonderful lair? I'd I have koi fish just showing him around. He's, he's like, well, I'm, I need to keep him safe so I can fuck him later. I'm going to fuck James Bond. <laughs> That's my plan. I'm going to fuck James Bond. I haven't decided how I'm going to fuck James Bond, but I, need, I know I need him alive, at least. I'm not sick. This so is, I can't just this shoot is, him. This is the gayest and therefore also the most homophobic Bond movie. Uh, yeah. there's, there's a lot to dig into about this, but we find that uh, Blofeld is having doubles get plastic surgery to look like him. Through an expedient of rubbing a bunch of mud on them, like hot mm-hmm. mud. Um, this is a, yeah, hot mud. I, I have a little bit of hashtag BTS here, and that's that. In order to do this, they didn't use mud. What they used was mashed potatoes. Oh, Jesus Ooh. Christ! Now, now I want you to imagine having mashed potatoes under studio lights that are like a couple of days old, just being rubbed on your face, oh. and think about how much you like acting that you're still willing to do. Oh that. my God! Yeah, there was a guy fully submerged in them. It was. It was just having. <laughs> yeah, that's not the worst set I've worked on. <laughs> having mashed potatoes rubbed in your face, tepid mashed potatoes, and just thinking. Surely he could just do what Saddam Hussein does and just like find guys who look quite like him. How difficult is it to find three mm. guys that look like Charles Gray? But no, he has to like yeah, surgically so- modify his henchmen. He has to give them FFS. Um, so Bond breaks in and undergoes like a bodger and badger kind of <laughs> early 90s gunging where he just like pours additional mashed potatoes on this one's, one guy's head to Bond death. gets his own back. Yeah, Ch- Charles, Charles Gray as Blofeld then holds him up uh, with henchmen and he has henchmen fits this time because all of his henchmen have colour coordinated jumpsuits, hard hats mm-hmm. and the hard hats have like a lightning bolt on them. It's very funny. Uh, oh, like, yeah. I'd like to see James Bond say, I'm looking for Dave Benson Phillips. <laughs> 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 this, is, this is the most you fucked Bond gadget, right? Is uh, Blofeld is like, right, search him, take his gun off him. And the guy takes his, he like puts his hand in Bond's pocket and a, f- a fucking mouse trap closes on his fingers. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why? Why did you have a mouse trap? Why did you well, for do the, that? For, for the same reason, he that that flower he wears later shoots water. You know, he's a fun guy. <laughs> yeah, he's a clown. He's a clown to me. Um, yeah. So, uh, but but the thing is, right? Blofeld gets fucking killed. Bond dumps him into a thing of superheated mud. Um, yeah, him as well. He, yeah, he, he gunges Blofeld. We get Shirley Bassey doing the nines after this sort of thing. Fine, great. That's the opening sequence, and then Blofeld's just dead. Yeah, I'd like to point something else about this opening sequence, which is that it's five minutes long. We've had four changes of location with no establishing shots. We've had one sexy lady. We've had the concept of magic plastic surgery. We've Mm. had uh, eight different speaking characters, no context. It needs to be said that this this film comes from the era before they invented editing. It is shockingly badly edited. (laughs) I I wanted to say that. Like, the whole movie I was watching, thinking about the editing, and, like, I, I was just... Obviously, I'm watching it on an HD screen... That you know, it wasn't designed for, but fucking hell, does it look like 
It looks worse than like Movie mm. Maker, Windows Movie Maker mm. kind of yeah. star it's got, like, wipe. A star wipe, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so, even when they, they kind of like clumsily zoom in on the cat's necklace because the cat's kind of going, because ah, Blofeld's <laughs> dead. And then it just kind of goes, junk. And it, there's like a diamond on the other side of the screen. Yeah. And then it starts going, beautiful work. It's, so, it's ugly, ugly stuff. So we get the usual sort of setting up with M thing. But what's really funny is this is our first real look at Connery. In the like time that he's taken off, Ugh. dude looks so fucking old now. He looks like Morrissey. He's he wearing ass. He's wearing a girdle under his suit, and th there's nothing wrong with a bit of shapewear, right? But the fact that it's like it makes him walk funny when he's walking <laughs> because mm. he's just like squeezed into this thing. But the script is still like, ah, oh, Bond has this sort of like schoolboy repartee with M, right? M's like, are you listening, 007? And Bond has to like sort of read stuff back to him. And it's like, no, this is this fucking like 50-year-old man looking every <laughs> fucking year of it because he smokes 60 cigarettes a day and like drinks too much. He looks I like Morrissey. He looks I like late-stage Morrissey. <laughs> he does look like Morrissey. To be, looks a lot to, like Morrissey. To be fair, the, the, first, the, the first two people he punch, punches are like the kind of people Morrissey would punch. <laughs> 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 or the kind of people Morrissey imagines are bad, where it's like a guy in a kind of, like, fez. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, a, like, a, like a, just a generically kind of Asian guy, and then strangling a woman and yelling at them. That's, mm. That seems like the kind of thing that Morrissey would at least put into a <laughs> wish-fulfillment music video yeah. these days. So what M tells him is... Hey, I remind you, 007, that Blofeld's dead. Finished. The least we can expect from you now is a little plain, solid work. Which, fine, okay, obviously that mm -hmm. can't last. But what we're doing <laughs> is diamond smuggling. Uh, and this, we get... Oh god, we get a fucking clip here, don't we? Oh boy. Dev, do you wanna, do you wanna explain the way they treat the diamond industry in this? Oh, the diamond industry? Yeah, okay. So, so the guy's like, Bond, what do you know about diamonds? And he's like, very shiny, girl's best friend, reckon. And he's like, well, we mine them in South Africa, and then it cuts to, like, a mine just full of people of color in South Africa mining. And then he, he's starting talking about how like great the security is and what a like a fulfilling profession it is. All the while we're seeing some miner like steal diamonds and put them in his they, pocket. They say the phrase loyalty and devotion of the industry's workers twice in one yeah. sentence. Surely like even then that must have been a bit tongue in cheek, right? Because he's saying loyalty and devotion while they're stealing it. Obviously mm. Obviously, yeah, yeah. it's still... <laughs> yeah, we see, we see their security system being easily defeated because this Africana dentist is paying off the miners to smuggle diamonds out in their mouths. He's also like, like, like every South African you ever see on television or film, Pretty not ruddy. South African. No. They never, oh, God, no. they can't seem to find one. <laughs> they just go... Well, do, do, you, do you know a guy from Sussex who ha can impersonate a kind of Dutch guy he met once? <laughs> yeah, what and if we they just say, found an angrier and redder English person? That's what they're like, probably. Yeah, we found a guy from Kent who's got a lisp. Is that the same? <laughs> and all of everyone who's ever casted anything goes, yeah, yeah, that's actually better. Yeah. So th th this dentist, you've got this guy doing yeah. an impression of a guy called Jerk Vanderclerk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got smuggling diamonds. Yeah, so he um he takes these diamonds out into the desert, where we meet Mister Wint and Mister Drill, 
Oh my god, these fucking guys. This is Mr. Kid. I fucking love these guys, right? Even though yeah. I hate the way they're written. Mr. Mm. Wint and Mr. Kid are a gay couple, right? Um, 100%. Textually. Yeah, textually. <laughs> like, they, 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 they fucking kill people and then they walk off holding hands. And we, we got a reply on the Twitter account because I mentioned this, right? And somebody on the Twitter account replied to us and said, Yeah, I saw this movie when I was a kid and it was the first time that I'd seen two men holding hands. And I just sort of filed that away in my brain. And that's the only thing I took from this movie. And I'm like, Yeah, I wasn't expecting to be crying because of a Twitter account yeah. reply. Thanks. Um, but they are they are international diamond smuggling gay lovers, mm -hmm. which honestly goals goals. I don't I don't think they're diamond smugglers. They're just assassins. Yeah, they're assassins. But they're, they're being paid to like close up all of the, the diamond smuggling loops. Yeah. so the dentist gets got. It's it's a bizarre sort of Blofeld scheme, right? It's not spoilers to say that it's Blofeld. Obviously, it's fucking Blofeld. But Blofeld's deal here is I'm gonna employ these two gay guys to kill everyone who is like useful to me as soon as they're finished doing the thing. Yeah, because that's Spectre shit. Yeah, absolutely. He's like, I'm gonna kill everyone who finds me diamonds, even though they. If I gave them a thousand years, they couldn't imagine that I want the diamonds for space. Yeah, the, the only link between these people is the fact that I am hiring these guys to kill them, but I'm gonna do it. Also, Mr. Wint and Mr. Drill, like, I, mm. I kind of get the dynamic, they're both sort of like, pr presumably in, in love, but also sociopaths, because they're murderers and they're very like, they love to murder because they keep mm. giggling. Uh, when they murder, but yeah. how do how do you how do you meet? How do you meet? <laughs> What's the, well, how did that happen? <laughs> yeah. What's the first date look like for that the, kind of the, Their eyes meet across a crowded room where they're both shooting people. So I, it, like, how do you meet in the seventies? Yeah, I I genuinely there's so much about Mr. Wint and Mr. Kid that I like, and I feel like the mm. the actors rescued. What was a really, like, rancid piece of script writing? Mm. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, 100% this pair was born out of a, a pernicious strain of homophobia mm. that sort of treats being gay as like a, a subcategory of being a paedophile, mm. just based on the way they're portrayed. But also, I, I, I can't help but find them quite charming, yeah. just on how they're played. It's And it's just, it's entirely without the text, because they, they kill a couple of guys, they go to a Bible school, like a missionary school, which is also like weird 70s Africa yeah. vibes. Mm. Uh, and they, they, the, the woman running it is a kind of criminal travel agent who takes them to, to Amsterdam. Uh, which means Bond has to go to, he has to stand on the honk, he has to go to, uh, to Holland. I'd like to say something about Bond's mission before, before mm. we jet off to Amsterdam. So yeah. Bond is told that these international diamond smugglers are losing the diamond industry money. So so first of all, we're just doing Goldfinger again, but with diamonds. Yes. But second of all, like... Diamond stakes, fall down. The stakes of this film so far are that this apartheid profiteering diamond corporation yes. is making slightly less profit than normal. And this yes. is all the justification that James Bond needs to, as we will see, murder a man. 
he yes. he kills people for this. Like that is the stakes. Like in this film, it's Plain, so naked honest that Bond work, is just 007. like Bond is just like a naked agent of capital. He is a Tory fucking lapdog. He murders people <laughs> for the De Beers family. Like it really is like this is it's paper thin. The the ideology yeah. is like thick on the ground in this one. Well, that the most unrealistic part was that there was a, a British aristocrat who'd somehow managed to retain a diamond mine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so, sold off to Elon Musk. Well, yeah, this is it. Yeah, yeah. It was was that emeralds? His dad? That was emeralds. Uh, emeralds yeah. 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 Oh, you mean the apartheid emerald? Uh, yeah. So we also get to see Money Penny in this. Lois Maxwell. Uh, Lois Maxwell wasn't going to be in this movie, but she held out. She demanded that she be in it, uh, and uh, God bless her for that. Not only because mm. it was more expensive, but uh, due to what I still fervently believe was sort of an accident on purpose thing. None of the original filming came out, so they had to shoot her scene twice. So she got paid twice as much, and she bought herself a fur nice. coat with that money. Uh, nice. She also had to wear a hat during the only scene she was in because she dyed her hair <laughs> and refused mm. to dye it back. <laughs> Absolute queen. Yeah, she she is she is playing a customs inspector. They at, at the port of Dover they misdirect this diamond smuggler called Peter Franks, arrest him. Bond takes his place uh, and steals his identity. Right, and heads off to Amsterdam to make contact with his diamond smuggling uh, sort of empire. Mm-hmm. Well. Through what method did he go to Amsterdam? The, uh. the fucking speed link! <laughs> he was the highest of British hovercraft. technology! You, we're going to send you, Bond, on a hovercraft with a British rail logo on it. This is going to be, this is the most cutting-edge shit we can imagine. Bond's, Bond's going to smoke a few bifters with the lads. He's on the hovercraft. <laughs> Time for a I mean, long weekend away. <laughs> Maybe I'm young, but I, I had no fucking idea that there was uh, a channel crossing hovercraft service. Not at all. Yeah, yeah. So I looked into it, and not only was it a channel crossing hovercraft service, it was a nationalised channel crossing hovercraft service, oh. a subsidiary of British Rail. Communism, Mr. Bond? Started in 68, merged with a competitor in 81, and then couldn't compete with a channel tunnel. Oh, sucks. Sucks to suck. I was trying to figure out from a like a cultural point of view. I was like, okay, how how did they, you know, like you said, like they've got apartheid diamond mi- diamond mines and all this, and they've they've got a kind of vaguely Afrikaans dentist. But I thought, why now? Why is Bond addressing South Africa even indirectly now? And I realized early seventies is when emigration was like from the UK to South Africa was very high because gold hadn't collapsed yet. Mm. South Africa was go- undergoing a huge economic boom because gold was just going mental, and we had all the gold. And so then I think it must have just been in everyone's minds. They were just watching it going, yes, diamonds. I see. I could move out there and have some diamonds. Now watch closely, Bond, an ordinary Krugerrand. But if you press here and here, you can collapse the value of this currency. <laughs> so so he, go, he, goes to, he goes to Holland where we see that Mr. Wint and Mr. Drill have murdered the nice old lady who was smuggling them. And we get, once again, another piece of script writing that is just like, oh, gay guys, that's a kind of pedo, right? Where they're like, oh, they're talking about the children she was teaching and how like they're going to bring them pictures of the canals that she had wanted and it's just like I don't mm. like that um, and the thing about Wint and Kid Mr. Wint and Mr. yeah Mr. Wint and Mr. Drill my apologies is it's quite a lot like what I said on the You Only Live Twice episode which is that a lot of this was at the time 
inherently foreboding just because they were gay. Yeah. In the same way that being in Japan was inherently foreboding because you'd only dropped nukes on it like 20 years beforehand. No one knew what it was like over there. But now to us as a modern audience, it kind of seems quite normal to see、mm. very Japanese things. So we don't get that same sense of dread. We also don't get it with Wint and Kid, really. Yeah, it just falls a bit flat. A lot of、yeah. the terror for a 70s、mm. audience was look at these gay men. What could they be doing? But now we're just like, yep, gay guys, cool. Understand that. Yeah. Wait, wait a minute. Is it Wint and Drill? No, it is Wint and Kid. It is Wint and Kid. I'm just I was, like, I was going to say, I was like, wait, did this, where did he got the name from? <laughs> <laughs> thought, what kind of psychotic deep dive reference was that guy aiming for? <laughs> God, that would be so good if that was. Yeah. Imagine if we'd cracked it. <laughs> so、wow. Bond, Bond meets his contact, who is a、well, lady called Mr. Wint. He does kind of look like Drill. That is、yeah. true. That is true. Fuck. They also say things that are quite like Drill tweets. <laughs> If、uh. man was meant to fly, Mr. Wint, he would have given him wings, Mr. Kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Bond meets Tiffany Case,、uh, who.、Uh, Get, gets an amazing scene with him where she changes wigs every time she comes back on screen. Big wig、yeah. budget. She's like, she starts out as a blonde and then she comes in with, as like a brunette and then as a redhead. And Bond gets the like supremely perv line so long as the collars and the cuffs match. I don't mind.、Mm. Uh, it's just like. He then has quite a. I would like a version of Bond where he'd never, he just always says what he means. He can't do innuendo. <laughs> <laughs> you don't mind, do you, darling? As long as your pubes are the same color. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's played off very suavely, though. Yeah. <laughs> he does have quite a charming line where, so, so obviously, when, when Bond meets her, she's in her pants、um, and she says,、uh, I'll finish dressing. And he quite charmingly says, Oh, please don't, not on my account. Which I thought was quite. She's actually、line. genuinely、nice. quite suave in this scene. She she has some dom vibes because she's like, I don't dress for the hired help.、Uh, yeah. She 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 gets she gets Bond to、uh, to smuggle these diamonds, which leads Sean Connery to say, "That's an awful lot of ice." Which <laughs> just appreciates <laughs> ice stuff. <laughs> Hype beast Sean Connery just lives in my、That's、head, rent free. Full of ice. Full of ice.、Uh, <laughs> but I'm gonna sell that hype beast. But Peter Franks easily escapes custody, and he kills a guard to do it. And the reason why he kills a guard is because、uh, you can't. Bond has to kill him, right? Because Peter Franks is gonna go and expose him. But like killing a guy just to maintain your own cover is too espionage, is too real world for the Bond movie. So he has to like be a murderer in order to legitimize this use of violence against him. So Peter Frank shows up,、uh, walks past Connery, who dis- who like hides himself by pretending to make out with himself. Oh my god, that fucking bit. Yeah, even though Franks couldn't see him from that angle, it's purely for our benefit in the camera because Frank he was behind a staircase. Franks couldn't see him. I like to imagine that Bond just does that. Like that's his <laughs> idle animation. Is if you leave him for too long, he just will make out with himself. He's got light attack, heavy attack, grapple, and his idle animation as he starts making out. <laughs> you select him on the loading screen and just starts doing that. It's like,、oh, come on. Yeah, and he fol- he follows Franks into this building's elevator while, for some reason, inic fucking splicably pretending to be German. <laughs> Yeah, he's just like Gordon Abend. I have the English, and it's like you—you've never met this guy. You have no reason to be doing a fucked accent. 
Yeah, it is me, the German man who was kissing himself. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows this, this famous Amsterdam comic character, the German man who makes out with himself. I was self-kissing. <laughs> so he, he kills Franks, right? There's a, there's a fight. Uh, and he like kills him by squirting a fire extinguisher on him, which mm. is full of shaving foam, I guess, mm. and like throwing it's a good him over thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, if they fight in the lift, it's quite. Good. And then he d- he does some spy shit. He switches passports with him, and so they drag him indoors. And and Tiffany Case is like, "You just killed James Bond." Perfect, perfect title drop. Mm-hmm. I did like. When he switched the passports, I did think, well, all those up-close magic classes have really paid off for James Bond. <laughs> he does this twice. He does two, like, sort of close-up magic things. Uh, also, yeah. the way that they recognize that it's Bond is from his Playboy Club membership card in his wallet. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing that was there and she didn't go, wait, this guy has a passport with your picture in it that says that you're James Bond. <laughs> <Which> is- <laughs> Oh fuck! Yeah, he switches a passport, which we have earlier seen to have his photograph in it, into this yeah. guy's pocket. Fuck! Shit. Okay, that's. Oh, I God. think he just swapped wallets into that. Yeah. Oh, mm. oh, well, that deflates my thing. Wh- whatever. But this is just another one of those moments where it's like everyone knows what James Bond looks like. Yeah, everyone knows everyone who James knows. Bond is. Yeah. <laughs> if you drop the name James Bond, every criminal knows who that is, which mm. is not good. Do you, do you think like Batman? Mm. They smuggle the diamonds to Los Angeles inside James Bond, inside this dead guy, up his ass, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, assuming I, I remember correctly what Alimentary Canal is, because there's mm-hmm. a joke about that. Incidentally, Mr. Wint and Mr. Kidd are, of course, following them, because they're on the plane following the diamonds, and you get a really interesting line. I must say, Miss Case seems quite attractive. For a lady. And Mr. Wint just sort of stares at him with this, like, seething jealousy. <laughs> and I, I, I don't cute. know. It is cute. It's a little sort of humanizing moment, almost. Mm. I want to know what they said to, to the guy with the kind of, like, he's bald, but he has long hair and a mustache. And mm. they, they've told him not to shave the front bit, which is all scraggly. Yeah, just look as creepy as you can. Yeah, that's great. They we, said, we, uh, un- look as creepy as you can, unlike now beloved children's entertainer and local DJ Jimmy Savile. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We we want you to look like the version of Jimmy Savile that would have been shot on sight. Yeah, we want you to look like the... Uh, just showing him a picture of Jimmy Savile. Right, look as far opposite from this totally normal man. <laughs> yeah. You, you <laughs> this is a fun, trustworthy guy. Don't yeah. look like this. Yeah, you want to look... <laughs> You want to look way different. (laughs) 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 This guy's a kind of child safety icon. Don't look like him. That explains so much about why Mr. Wint and Mr. Kidd are the way they are. Like, 70s Britain was so incredibly, laughably bad at recognizing dangers to children that they were just like, Mm -hmm. oh, dangers to children. Yeah, that's a guy who wears too much aftershave and a guy with a slightly scraggly haircut. He's and got a like, scraggly haircut, he wears aftershave, and his ties are a little loud, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So, um, they, they, they fly this coffin with a body full of diamonds into Los Angeles, where we meet New Year, New Felix Leiter. This time it's a sort of Ernest Borgnine, non-union equivalent. I hate mm-hmm. every single person in Felix Leiter's entourage in this fucking movie. Mm. The way they talk is insufferable to me. I don't have any <laughs> good drops for Felix Leiter because they're very boring. They're his, like, mafia guys. Mm. Yeah, yeah. His, his like, Bob CIA guys. Bond gets in the guys. car with a bunch of, like, wise guy mafia dudes. 
Oh yeah, because they they take the the body in a hearse. They do, and the hearse is marked Slumber Inc. We get some good jokes about Italians in the in the hearse. Is they're like dumb or whatever? Fine. And then we get to the funeral parlor, and the first thing out of the guy's mouth is, "Mr. Franks, I'm Morton Slumber." No, you're fucking. That's not a. Just, that's not I'm, a dude's this name. Is the point I paused it and walked around for a bit. I was like, "No, you're fucking. <laughs> you're fucking not called Morton Slumber." Morton <laughs> Slumber is like the name of a, a drag character who is an undertaker. <laughs> my, Such a fucking good undertaker. My, na- name. my name is. Uh, my name so is good. Deathly Sleep. And I am, no, I'm, I am I'm an sorry, undertaker. Yeah, but if you are a drag character who is an undertaker, your name is Rigor Mortis. Come on. Yeah, oh, that's fuck, good. That is really good. Oh, Pitt. Well, if Rigor Mortis is already taken, you're going to have to be Morton Slumber. Uh, there you mm. go. Morton Slumber. Yeah, that's it. Hey, I, I run a funeral service. My name is Dead Body. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. Mr. Body. Thank so, you. Yes. So, so they cremate this. They cremate Peter Franks, and of course, because like the diamonds are, you know, very hard, they survive. The rest of him doesn't. They bring him this urn filled with diamonds. Uh, Bond like d- delivers these diamonds, collects his paycheck, and is then immediately hit on the back of the head and thrown into a coffin, where he is going to be fucking cremated by Mister Wint and Mister Kit. Mm. Um, and they can't stop quipping. I love these guys so much, but they can't stop it. They launch the fucking coffin off, and they get three in succession, right? They go, Very moving. Heartwarming, Mr. Wimp. A glowing tribute, Mr. Kid. Just bam, bam, bam. Quip, quip, quip. <laughs> so they're having uh, fun with each other. Like They're trying to make yeah, each other laugh. It's, it. very, it's very cute. I will say, the quip writers, the, the, the 100 Harvard Lampoon graduates who they had working on the quips <laughs> for this film... We're not on their top. A glowing tribute is kind of like okay, a fire's glowing. Okay. Very moving, just <laughs> because the coffin itself has started moving at that point. Find me a piece of life where you can't say very moving, where no one's moving. <laughs> That's too broad a quip. Sick Try burn, again, Mister Kid. Ju- ju- just as Bond yeah, is about him. to be get incinerated, him. and he's lasting a surprisingly long time in there, right? Uh, mm. The coffin is is yanked open, and we get. You dirty double-crossing limey finkos goddamn diamonds are phonies. Because, of course, we've got to do some Vegas shit, right? And that mm-hmm. means... I lo- What I like is that that, that would have just killed James. Like, he had literally no way out. No. Mm-hmm. He was just rescued at the last minute. Yeah, by a guy who calls him a dirty double-crossing no-good limey fink. Uh, because the diamonds are fake. The, C- the CIA have switched the diamonds, so uh, he has delivered them fake ones. And he now has like twenty four hours or whatever to get them the real ones, or they're gonna kill him, mm-hmm. right? Um, <laughs> why would you send? Because we established this immediately thereafter, right? The guy that they send to do that, and the guy who calls him a fink, is an insult comic. He has a show at a casino yeah. in Vegas. You just you just sent one of the Rat Pack to come and kill this guy. Was it was it the guy who called him a fink who was the the comedian? Yeah, Shady mm-hmm. Tree. That character's yeah, it's name Jeff is Jeff Dunham. <laughs> they had Jeff Dunham in this movie. Like, and and the way Bond finds out about this is so good as well. He's just he's just fresh off getting his like completely chewed yeah, out by these yeah, guys for fake diamonds, yeah, yeah. and he just sits in his room, opens up for fucking magazine, and there's that guy's face in big mm. letters. And it's like performing tonight in Vegas. Yeah. Ooh. So Felix is like, just sit tight for twenty four hours. We'll like we'll like figure out a plan to help you out. Just kind of sit tight for tonight. And Bond is like, 
yeah, okay, cool. And then he sees that Shady Tree, the diamond guy, is performing. So he goes he goes to see him. Um, when Bond arrives in Shady Tree's backstage room, Wint and Drill have already murdered him. Um, yes. Because they're closing the loopholes. And then, and then this strange thing happens. Like, and then a very strange thing happened. Bond finds that his main point of contact has been murdered. And then he decides to just like... Fuck around. Hit the craps table. He's like, yeah, he I'm not going to report table. this. There's a corpse backstage, but I- I'm just going to go gamble. I guess I, I am just going to take the night off. Yeah, I'm, I am a compulsive gambler. Yeah. What's very funny is that after they, the after Wynn and Kid kill Shady, they they leave the room and immediately the managers are like, it was they were fake diamonds. We need Shady alive still, and they were like, ooh, bad news, boss. I'm afraid we gay murdered him already. <laughs> Damn it, you gay murderers! So what? Wh- Be a little less efficient. Why is a deleted bonds. scene where they do Joker shit and they like try and suggest jokes for his act, and they have one of those guns that you pull the trigger and a little flag comes out saying "bang" on it. Um, and then in the deleted scene they show him that and he's like what the fuck is this this is bullshit and he says yes but this next one will really kill you and then he pulls the trigger and it fires a bullet and kills him (laughs) (laughs) oh come on that's so good they put so much into that murder so okay Bond is playing the craps and he meets in a white dinner jacket but of course you are plenty of too named after your father perhaps yo has your dad got a big dick Mm. What? That's my, that's what? my opening line always as well. What? <laughs> what? Why? Yo, girl, I bet your dad's got a big dick. Yo, and then just don't explain yo, it. Can I like to get a sense of the kind of pipe your dad was like? <laughs> Is hey, this uh, like implying that hot girls are hot because of the, how dad, how big the dad's dick? Yeah, yeah, he's saying he's saying, oh, with tits like that, your dad must have had a huge dong. <laughs> <laughs> what? In England, I'm very charming. Why would you say He's this? He's wearing a white awful. dinner jacket. He's wearing a white dinner jacket in a Vegas casino. Yeah, yeah. And He's he like, like graying at the temples. Brick. He is old enough to be this woman's father. Like it's really gross. It's real gross. It's real bad. And she, she. Yeah. Also, incidentally, how is Plenty O'Toole not the first trans Bond girl? I, yeah, it's a very <laughs> trans name. In, inexplicable mm. to me. Anyway, um, I, I, like he fucking gambles at craps. He takes her up to his hotel room because they're going to fuck. And then, oh shit, it's the goons. It's the mafia mm. goons who throw mm. her out of a window into a swimming pool. Um, and then he he looks out as she, she like hits the pool. He's like, excellent shot. And the guy sort of deadpans. I didn't even know there was a pool there, which is very funny. Um, mm. And then, and then, Bo- what Bond does is he he assumes that they're gonna try to kill him too, so he like punches, punches one in the face, like, and then they just leave. And there's a bit where <laughs> Bond looks like genuinely quite perturbed that he's just punched a guy <laughs> who seems quite actually upset by it. Like, oh, oh, dude, you just oh, you got me right in the face. Like, what the fuck? Like, there's a beef moment where Bond genuinely people, seems to think he's he's hurt their feelings. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like. Uh, the, the reason the reason why they have tossed her out of the window is because fucking Tiffany Case is in his bed and she is going to have sex with him. Now, mm-hmm. I cannot stress enough the Dom vibes that this woman has. And I mean, I, I, I got this drop. Good boy. I mean, 
You got that mm. drop for, for personal reasons. Yeah, I did. I'm going to I'm going to be playing that to myself later. Uh, anyway, um, yeah. So he he he's, his line is, "I'm the condemned man, so you must be the hearty breakfast." Which oh, oh, oh gross, Honestly, like, he, He's taken off his tuxedo at this point, and he looks like he's his had a few too many hearty breakfasts so because he is fucking like, hairy. He's in bad shape. He doesn't look good. He's meant to be naked, but he's clearly wearing a modesty patch. Isn't isn't like. Wouldn't you say last meal? Where's hearty breakfast come hearty from? Breakfast. I, I have no idea. <laughs> it's also not the morning when he says it, so there's breakfast. no excuse about it being the morning. No, mm. no, no. Your, your traditional hearty breakfast. Also, like after they're fucking, right, she, she puts a cigarette out on the ashtray he has balanced on his chest. I genuinely mm. thought she was just putting a cigarette out on uh, I didn't see and it because the just ashtray's like, black. Yeah, okay. He has so much chest out, I didn't realize that there was an ashtray there until she put mm. a cigarette out on him, and I was like, holy fuck. Oh, shit, okay. <laughs> it reminded me, as a, as a hairy-chested man, that I relied, up until Daniel Craig on James Bond, Bond. You know, that's hairy chested uh, mm. representation. Representation, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, Pierce, Pierce Brosnan had a good old chest drug. He was the last one. He's, I think, here's here's a. Can you guys name anyone after Pierce Brosnan who was like a main like male action guy who had chest hair? Ooh, me. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking teased that one up, didn't you? Jesus. Um, no, 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 but, uh, back in the day. No, you, know, you paid good all, money to not. <laughs> it's all gone now, yeah. Good lord. Well, anyway. <laughs> Tif- <laughs> Tiffany and Bond try and, like, double cross the mop. They're going to split the diamonds, they're going to leave town. And so. Mm. Uh, he sends her to collect the diamonds at Circus Circus, which looks like the absolute worst place on earth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so this this is the point where you start to see like some of that more era silliness. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there's, a, there's an elephant that plays a slot machine, and you're just like, yeah. it's like yeah. a sight gag, and you're just like meant to be. Like, huh. Yeah, there's a sight gag in a fucking Bond movie. Well, like, yeah. the elephant that pulls from? it, and then it, it cuts to the fucking slot machine, which has come up three, three elephants, elephants on the yeah. thing, and it's like. Da, 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 da. You could you could easily da, da, intercut da. it with all the horrifying scenes from Fear and Loathing. <laughs> there's there's a bit in Fear and Loathing where uh, where Hunter S. Thompson describes Circus Circus as the Sixth Reich. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Bond of course fits in perfectly. Anyway, uh, he um, so Felix Leiter's agents are following Tiffany Case as she collects the diamonds and she escapes them easily. She outwits the CIA by the simple expedient of ducking through a racist sideshow. Yeah. Mm. Uh, oh yeah. This whole sequence goes on way too long. I mean, we're getting through it at a brisk pace, but like the editing, the moment-to-moment editing here is really bad. Like the attention wanders. It's, uh, we're it's, we're almost an hour well into made. this movie, uh, and we mm. yeah. The the racist sideshow incidentally is Zambora, a black woman uh, transforms into a man in a gorilla suit. And this is terrifying. Mm. When they when they introduce the racist sideshow, do they do they make like a deliberate? Ju- I, I couldn't. I was I, I level with you. I couldn't be bothered to rewind. Mm. Um, That's fair. I think it was like Nairobi, South Africa. Yeah, like, they do think, say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did yeah, say they that. Do. Okay, so they're deliberately being wrong about Africa as well. Mm. To be yeah. like, isn't this a silly, f- silly sideshow? As opposed to a kind of harrowing. <laughs> Harrowing throwback to the slave trade that we've created here. (laughs) That is somehow even more racist than if we just left 
Yeah. Well, we've we've got we've got some racism out of the way. Uh, what about some extra bonus free misogyny? Because didn't we all enjoy Plenty O'Toole and the like two scene mm. she was in? Well, she's fucking dead. She's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Really jarring reason- clash in tones here. Very mixed vibe. Yo, you seen this elephant? Incidentally, dead woman. Mm. The the reason why she's dead as well. It's not particularly well explained within the text of the movie because they cut almost all of her scenes. Mm. So there's there's a cut scene before they go up to their room where where Plenty gets jealous of Bond looking at like another woman. They go up to their room. Then there's a cut scene after she's thrown out the window and after Bond's fallen asleep with Tiffany, where Plenty comes back into the room and like goes through Tiffany's handbag and finds her address. And then there's another cutscene where she shows up to the address and Wint and Kid are there and they like mix up the two, imagine that she's Yeah, and they drown her in a swimming pool. Drown her. But all of those are cut. So all you get is just like isn't Tiffany fun? She's dead now. <laughs> yeah, it was very strange. So we were missing a whole scene where Wint and Drill were like Nice breasts. Did your father have a huge penis? And then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is your dad single? Yeah, yeah no. So <laughs> she, <they're> looking- <laughs> she's been attached to a concrete block and drowned in the pool. We get like yeah, a close-up of her waterlogged I'm, I'm face. Back. It's I'm pretty- so sorry. That when and kids show up and they're like, "Great, great! I need to get your father's recipe for this." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so Bond, Bond, of course, has one expedient when it comes to women, which is to slap them until they, until words fall out, uh, which he does. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there it is. Yeah, as a consequence that he sneaks into, he like, oh god, fuck. There's there's a bit in a gas station where he like tries to distract her while he sneaks into the back of a van, and she's like just yelling incomprehensibly at the gas station guy. She's like, mm-hmm. you had one shot, Curly, and you blew it. And it's just like, what? And yeah. Anyway. Anyway, they're sneaking to a secret base. That's the longest yeah, shot v- of it. W- yeah, Willard White Tektronics. Willard White is uh, this casino owner in the movie. He's Howard Hughes, basically. Mm-hmm. And Howard Hughes was a-, a famous aviation pioneer and then recluse. He got uh, mm-hmm. severe, severe mental illness and isolated himself on the top floor of a casino in Vegas, which he owned, and just sort of, sort of ran stuff remotely from there. And so this is mm-hmm. this is this guy in this movie is Willard White. So so Bond sneaks into this lab where they're building a kind of diamond laser thing. Um, they don't tell us right. that right away. We don't even find out what they're doing straight away. No, we don't. No, it's just kind of sneaking into a lab. Yeah, he's just kind of fucking they around. They whip out the diamond laser satellite like three foot quarters of the way through the movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. That's so what I was just going. like, I haven't sneaked into a lab in a while. Have you got any labs around here? I need to sneak into a lab. What what we do instead of explaining the the diamond thing is just a bit of like interpersonal comedy where he like tailgates a guy in and pretends he works there and le- then like mm-hmm. takes his identity and pokes around in a lab coat. Um, but his cover gets blown, and he gets he gets chased out, and it's time for I have written down here uh, two consecutive car chase sequences, which fucking drag. But the mm. way th- the, the way that he escapes, right, is he dives across a set where they're filming the moon landing. Question Again, mark. It's, it, this is 
the start of what became quite silly in the in the more movies. They're just like playing around of occasionally doing some weird mm. shit. Now, my favorite detail, my favorite detail about this, right, is so there's the, there are these two astronauts who are like replicating the moon landing, and they have a, a, a lunar rover there, which Bond is going to steal to drive out in. But um, as he like dives in, somebody in the control room is like, "Hey, stop him!" And one of the astronauts lunges at him, but he misses him because he's moving at moon speed. <laughs> Yeah, no fucking astronaut is so committed to the the role that he's a ruthless commitment to the bit that he just like lunges at him like he's in zero gravity, like he's just like and Bond just runs around him. So good, it's very strange. We don't see him hide on the moon set; he just is on the moon set, and then. The security yeah. just come in through one door and go, there he is, behind the rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the moon set that we is. have for some is he reason. making out with himself? <laughs> <laughs> On the moon? <laughs> like, a, like a bad improv, yes and. Yeah. So we get a chase across the desert right, where Bo- Bo- Bond. I heard the moon. Yeah, <laughs> but Bond, Bond is driving this lunar rover. He's being chased by guys on dirt bikes. He escapes them and then immediately thereafter, back to back, we're back in Vegas. And the entire way yeah. through that first chase scene, dudes are just crashing left, right, and oh, yeah. center. Mm. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, they're just gently falling over. The, the cars yeah. that they use in the chase scene, it's like Blofeld has gone, okay, I need to equip my desert base with some kind of security vehicles. I'm going to go with like low-slung... Uh, <laughs> boxy, wide, like steel-framed streetcars. It's, it's called buying American, and Blofeld practices it. Oldsmobile eighty-eight all day. Uh, yeah, mm. so like we we see a bunch of like seventies uh, American boxy cars just get fucking wrecked in this movie. Uh, both in the desert and then in the immediate next scene where Bond drives circles around the cops in Vegas. Because they have called mm. the cops on him for being a moon saboteur. There's a famous, <laughs> uh, there's a famous error where Bond like drives the car up onto a little ramp and tilts it onto its side in order to drive through a narrow alley. And when the car comes out the other side, it's tilted over the wrong way. Um, and there's a very awkward insert in the middle where they show them like changing orientations, despite the fact that would be like physically impossible. Um, yeah, that's true. I I thought that was weird. I didn't realize mm. that there was a fuck up. Yeah, and of course afterwards, the, the, yeah, the, we get an, another a sort of uh, a preview of what is going to become another standby for the more period, which is a dumb sheriff like throwing his hat on the ground and being like, "Ah, oh, tarnation, that damn Bond." You can see why they wanted Burt Reynolds for this, right? And is just, it mm-hmm. like? Where did that come from in terms of thinking? Was it just for the Americans, or did they? Did, yeah, because like, did- the reason why is on Her Majesty's Secret Service did quite well, but not in America. Um, it like it made its budget back and then some, but only in uh, in foreign markets, only in Europe and and then Asia and so on. So like for this one, they're like, we've got to get America back on side, so we'll just set the whole fucking thing there, and we'll do as much American shit as as we can to get them interested. Um, we'll give Felix Leiser a bigger role, even though he's like less interesting now. Um, yeah, Bond, Bond does Vegas essentially. Yeah, 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 very much. So Bond moves. Bond and Tiffany move into the bridal suite in Willard White's casino, the White House, with a Y. Uh, I gotta be honest with you. Hmm. I think diamond smuggling usually isn't this complex. No, 
<laughs> I've actually written down a little flow chart here of what happens to diamonds over the course of this movie, mm-hmm. if anyone's interested. Oh, please. <laughs> okay. Here's, and as far as I can tell, up until a point, which I will note, this is all going according to plan. Yes. Okay, so the diamonds are smuggled out of that mine by that dentist. Who is killed. Who is killed. They're then handed off to Winton Kidd, who go to Amsterdam to turn it into a chandelier in Tiffany Case's house. Yep. From there, it's transferred into a coffin. Mm-hmm. Uh, up a into guy, an anus. Into an anus. Into an anus of a man in the coffin. Over to America. Yep. To Morton Slumber's crematorium, where it's extracted via cremation, dropped off in an urn in the wall, which is then immediately picked up by Shady Tree. Shady takes the diamonds to Vegas, places them inside one of the stuffed toys in the circus, and then I've got a couple of question marks, and then the toy is now at Willard White's lab. Yes. You could I just like hire one guy. Streamlined a little. Yeah, but the thing is, if you if you just stre- if you streamline it, that's fewer people that you get your gay assassins to have to kill. Oh, it's make work for the gay assassins. Yeah, it's called so universal basic a job income. Creator. That's right. That that is right. So Bond Bond mountaineers up the side of the fucking casino with a grappling gun in his tuxedo still. Genuinely a very tense, like climbing. I got a bit of vertigo. Like, yeah, it's Ooh, like, shit, like I didn't like it. it. Yeah, it was that that I, that there's the one special effects that actually carried over to a modern screen where I was like, this is actually I hate this. This is awful. Yeah, it's, mm. it's actually high up. Yeah. Uh, so he he infiltrates uh, Willard White's penthouse. He lands on a, a sort of a comically well equipped toilet when he gets in there because the one joke that this movie has about Howard Hughes is how would Hughes be shitting? Mm. Not not sure why. There's a bit later on where somebody's like, oh, there's a phone call for you, Mr. White. And he's like, yeah, I'll take it in the john. Yeah. (laughs) This guy loves toilet time. Yeah. And I mean... This guy be shitting. It's representation and it's IBS positivity, but... uh, Why does he, like... Because it, it can't be because he likes, like, oh, I get fine. You know, I'm a famous recluse and I never see anyone, but I finally get some alone time in the toilet. <laughs> he just <laughs> loves shitting. He just loves it. He just loves, just loves it. Yeah. He made a mistake. He made his toilet more comfortable than any of his chairs. So mm. now he's just on it all the time. <laughs> so he's just started Bond, moving his entire office. Bond in infiltrates the penthouse only to find, oh shit, Willard White is fucking Blofeld. And also, there's two Blofelds. Mm-hmm. It's me, 007. Yes. I'm Blofeld, how's and it, I'm gay now. How's it going? I'm gay with myself. You have to make out with your own arms, but I can make out with this double anytime I want. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> he so, does the swivel chair reveal. When Bond walks he in, he turns around in a swivel chair. He does. He finally does Because he's been it. disguising his voice this whole time. He's been doing quite a, like a heavy Texan kind of, Well, partner, aren't you mosey on in here? The reason why he's, he's able to like, disguise himself is he has a voice box which he describes like this right science was never my strong suit but yes the, it uh, is principles easy enough someone's voice patterns and resonance stored in a small oral signature tape oral signature tape first of all that doesn't first seem... of all you were a scientist in the last movie <laughs> but, <laughs> but second of all yeah fine he picks up the phone and it makes him taxon i think you could just do the voice man yeah, yeah that's that was my question it's like, how many impressions can Blofeld do? Yeah, apparently none. Apparently, <laughs> like, genetically none. Bond, we've had a chilling phone call from Christopher Walken. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, th- this is this is from a, a later on. And also on, but from just you, like, Bond. You sound like Sean Connery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if, if you want to know what Willard White sounds like, and this is the voice that Blofeld does, this is how he says Baja, California. Baja. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I haven't got a thing at Baja. Just add an extra syllable to everything. Mm. Yeah, so, so, but just, Bond... You guys just wait till you hear the accent that I've got doing this TV show. Just wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds exactly like this. Bond is owned, he is taunted by the two Blofelds, and then the cat is there, the white cat that Blofeld has. Mm. And so, Honestly, and so what Bond I would does... love a body double to just do bits yeah. with. Make mm. out with yourself. What sort of fuck? D- yeah. But like mainly to do bits with. So, so Bond does this, the, the, the obvious smart thing, which is he like throws the cat and sees who it runs to. And he like mm. he shoots the, the blowfield that it runs to with the grappling gun and it kills him dead. Uh, mm. And then, of course, another identical cat runs out into the real Blofeld's arms. And he's just like, yeah, you really gotta stop killing my doubles like this. Mm. He has this he has this incredible moment. Charles Grace sells this so hard, but it's like mm-hmm. where he's like, we went to all this time and expense making a third double just so you could have that little heroic moment and it didn't fucking do anything. And he and he like he pulls a gun on Bond, he's like, right, fuck off. Go go downstairs now. Uh he refuses to tell him the plan. He refused. He's like, "What's your evil plan?" He's like, "I'm not gonna fucking tell you. I'm tired. Go away." Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. Also, they're they're in a room where this. So this is Willard White's room. That Bond asks, "Where's Willard?" And he's like, "Oh, he's he's somewhere. Don't worry about it, mate." Um, and there, the whole floor of this room is like a map of all of Willard White's various companies, various holdings across America, and one of them is this massive, great spiked missile. Yeah, um, that Bond keeps like playing with the tip of, and Blofeld's like, "That won't do as a as a weapon." You realize that, right? Yeah, <laughs> and then he just stops cool. touching it for the entire rest of the scene. It's so, so cool. like, he he's just like, "Yes, take the elevator out of my penthouse instead of having to climb back down." Uh, and and the line that he gives him is like, he he like instructs him how to use the elevator. You press L, Mister Bond. The word lobby begins with L. Which, of course, I just pulled. L, Mister Bond. And I will be using that for the rest of the podcast anytime Bond is on. Uh, but Bond is, of course, smart enough to realize that this is a trap. And so he, like, tries to, like, step out of the way because he thinks the floor's going to drop out from under him. But rather than being a trap that just kills him, oh no, of course not. This is the trap. This is the kind of trap that, like, knocks Bond unconscious in order to allow him to be placed in an easily escapable death trap. So he wakes up in a pipeline buried in the desert. Kid and kid and Wint, uh, they they bury him in a pipe in the desert. Yeah, there's a he like he stinks of 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 Wint's aftershave too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like what a pipe cleaning rig comes along at about two miles an hour, and Bond easily hops onto it. Yeah, what? So what was the deal with? Because as as they gay put him in the boot, and then gay drove mm-hmm. him to the desert. Yeah, the aftershave like did that fall out of Wint's pocket? No, mm-hmm. Wint's just. That? Putting on yeah, he's always spraying lot. himself with it. But, yeah. but like in a lot of scenes, he's just spraying. They chucked, him, so. they chucked Bond on it, and it broke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah, I thought did. that was like, is that the antidote to the fucking gas? What is this? Why am I watching this? <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. It's, it's his it's aftershave. It comes back later. Yeah, yeah. It's gay aftershave. So, it's, yeah. I, honestly, at this point, I wrote like, I just just shoot him first of all with a gun. Um, but <laughs> like, I didn't even think that could have killed him. 
I didn't even think yeah. there was any possibility where that could have killed him. He just <laughs> no, the pipeline isn't filled with anything ever. It's just a tube. Because he that escapes by walking anyone. out of the tube. He just leaves. He just leaves. leaves. He just leaves. You just put him in a room. Bury him underground and he just leaves. Yeah. He's like, he's sealed in and he kind of tricks a robot into sending a distress signal, right? But what was the pipe for? Was it like water or oil? I, we have no idea. So Bond, Bond is then, he plays Blofeld's own trick back on him with the aid of a voice box. He impersonates Blofeld's sort of a second in command. My notes simply say, this MF named Bert Saxby. Um, he, he was called Bert Saxby. And, and he tricks Blofeld into revealing where the real Willard White is, uh, which is like literally just his summer house. You could have just gone there at any time. Whatever, mm -hmm. it's fine. Literally uh, the first place you'd look. Yeah, it's, it's not Willard, even summer. <laughs> Willard White is being guarded by two female wrestlers. I'm Bambi. Good morning, Bambi. And I'm Thumper. I'm not sure why they're dubbed so poorly. However. I will be again reconsidering lesbians, Mr. Bond. Reconsidering this scene for personal use. That they very nearly kill Bond by simply just by choking him with their thighs. It rocks. Big fan of this. Uh, unfortunately, they they do not succeed in killing James Bond. That is so yeah, they throw him into the the pool, and then Bond wins the fight simply by being stronger. Like he doesn't outskill them in any way. He oh. just successfully manages to hold both of them underwater. But it's, yeah. it shows you that. Bond's predation uh, uh, system is very similar to the freshwater crocodile. <laughs> That's true. If you let it get yeah, you in the water, you roll. will not win. You have to on land. You have a chance, but their, their mistake was to follow him into the water. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Largo learned this to not mm. fight Bond underwater. Incidentally, when they when they rescue Willard White, he is also shitting. I, I, I don't know why he's... Yes, he is shitting again, isn't he? He flushes the toilet and comes out, and he this motherfucker's shitting. Um, I think there's there's something to be said. We we missed this a little, but there's there's something to be said for the fact that increasingly the the tertiary antagonist in these movies is the government telling Bond that he has to show restraint. Mm. It never mm. came up in like the first four, but in the last two, both times he's wanted to go after someone who he imagines to be Blofeld and has been told either by yeah. the British or the American government no. Just wait, man. Right, right, right before he does the sort of climbing doesn't. expedition, the reason why he does it is because Felix just tells him, no, you can't just go up there. Was it, um, was it some kind of thing where, like, slowly everyone realized, like, hey, do you know what the kids like these days is the whole, you're a loose cannon, McNulty. Yeah, we maybe. Yeah, we need to that's build definitely that in. what it is. Whereas so, in the old days, they were like, he's very good. He murdered exactly who the queen told him to. <laughs> so so now, now that his cover is blown, Blofeld escapes the casino in drag. Because as, a, mm -hmm. as I have put in my notes, Blofeld gay. And mm -hmm. he escapes dressed like fucking Mrs. Doubtfire. Well, he kidnaps mm -hmm. Tiffany Case on the way out. Uh, There's a cute scene where we see that Q is cheating at slots, <laughs> which I enjoyed. That was good. And being a fucking good. nerd. Can we yeah. make the episode art for this Blofeld and drag? Because there's oh, absolutely there, we can. Yeah, uh, because he's and like, he no, says, I look what the cat dragged in. It's so cute. It's so fucking camp. Um, yeah. I did so dread having to make this long journey alone. <laughs> That's why he's pleased to see Japanese. You must apologize for this odd mix of genders. I'm <laughs> 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 
Oh my god. So so the Bond Bond and the real Willard White chase down this satellite, but it's too late. And what the satellite does is it fires a laser beam, which Blofeld uses to destroy an American ICBM, a mm -hmm. Soviet nuclear sub, mm -hmm. and a Chinese man. And a single Chinese man. <laughs> a single red Chinese <laughs> A single soldier. Chinese man, Mr. Bond. Another, like, another sort of uh, leg of the three-legged stool of nuclear supremacy. A one Chinese guy. I'm afraid they've killed the only Chinaman who knows how to press the button. <laughs> God. Damn it! They literally, they just like, they turn the laser on a bunch of rockets and we see one Chinese man go, ah! And then that's it. Mm. He really, um, he really, I like the guy, he really, so, oh, he's oh, this, this he really, his face is incredible. That's also potential episode art. Yeah. Yeah. But what we find is that Blofeld's plan is he has the power to neutralize nuclear weapons with this big space laser. Uh, and he is going to auction off nuclear supremacy. He's like, well, you know, whichever country pays me the most, the, you get to keep your nukes. Fair enough. It's pretty I just, clever. I just wanted to say to Blowfell at that point, hey, man, you have a casino full of diamonds. Mm. What? Like, what? What are you using those diamonds to get money, which is better than diamonds, because yeah, he's question mark? Space. But I, just, yeah, I just wanted to say to him, just make me a list of what you can't buy. <laughs> Seriously, man. Like, what? he has—he doesn't say how much the money is for as well, yeah. which is which is a mistake that they made several times before. Where he was mm. like, "Yes, a hundred million pounds," which is like less than the plan could have possibly cost to pull Blofeld off. Blofeld could be anywhere within Willard White's huge business empire, but by pure chance, they realize he's in Baja. <laughs> Why I I don't know. Uh -huh. He's got an oil, oil rig, rig, an oil yeah, rig off cool. of. Uh -huh. uh, where? <laughs> where <laughs> L, Mr. Bond. L. Uh, yeah, where where he is uh, orchestrating this, and he's controlling the satellite using a little cassette tape, which Bond has seen around before. Uh, and so Bond infiltrates the base. He arrives in a fucking zorb. He is parachuted in. Yeah. and he zorbs in. <laughs> He does zorb in, and they're like they're about to shoot him down, and then Blofeld's like, "No, no, no, no! I, 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 I have to own this man once again," and so he does because he brings he brings Blof he brings Bond on board. And what he says is, "Surely you haven't got to negotiate, Mister Bond. Your pitiful little island hasn't even been threatened." Fucking get his ass! Which get his, get his I ass! I definitely wanted to L. flag that. <laughs> L, Mister Bond. <laughs> How much has Britain's prestige fallen in the last couple of these movies? Oh, well, that's, oh, yeah. the, I mean, that's the 70s, right? Where it's just yeah. everything was in the toilet and everyone was depressed. Because of yeah. Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> 007, I haven't even threatened your pathetic little island. Mad Marx says Jeremy Corbyn's driving it into the dirt already. <laughs> um, it, there is really something to be said for how hard the prestige of England in its own eyes has fallen over the course of like three movies. Because in 
you only live twice. There's this like a nuclear summit between the US and uh, the USSR, and England is just also there to mediate on equal footing. And now they're just like, oh, fucking Turf Island. I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> fuck water. off back fuck to Droitwich, 007. Uh, yeah. So- <laughs> I'm threatening the big boys, 007. You wouldn't know about this. <laughs> Tiffany Case is there, but like we're meant to think she's evil. She's clearly not evil. She's just like undercover, fine, whatever. Blofeld um, has a Blofeld has a couple of lovely lines oh, when he's, he's interacting with one. his henchmen. Yeah, because um, uh, there's one where as Bond's plane is flying overhead, Blofeld says, "Stage one alert, please." To his henchmen, <laughs> he says the word "please," which is very cute. And also, when Bond sees that Tiffany is there, he says, "Jealousy from you, Mister Bond." I'm flattered. It's just it's Blofeld, so cute. Blofeld has a 99% good boss rating on hench for mm. these reasons. Also, <laughs> also the fit. Like these guys are wearing mm. blue and orange jumpsuits the whole time. Mm. With, this is like again, orange boots. The money thing, where it's like, look, you. Not only do you have a private army, they don't even have to turn up in their own mercenary kit. No. You've got an mm. outfitter. You've got your own gay assassins. You've got <laughs> right. Also, I had a question that, that is it made clear at any point why reclusive casino owner Willard White has top level government clearance and is allowed to launch satellites without anyone no, asking he's, questions? He's cool. He's no, a he cool guy. That. Yeah. Elon Musk is America, goddammit. What the fuck do you mean? How would yeah, Hughes really true. was like Elon Musk shifted a generation? Anyone can launch a rocket if they want. Yeah. So Bond, Bond switches uh, the, the control tape for a, a, a fake one. And then. Uh, Sort of because, like, um, Tiffany Case allows him to, and then he like calls her a bitch to throw people off the scent. He's just like, bitch, which, <laughs> <laughs> bitch, that's an awful lot of ice, bitch. <laughs> well done. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she is so good. <laughs> so she's pretending to be evil and like, so Bond comes in with a fake tape and Blofeld's like, oh, you've got a fake tape, not going to work. And Tiffany like gives him back the fake tape and Bond swaps them. But then there's some shenanigans where she doesn't realize, she doesn't realize that he swapped them. So she swaps them back and she puts the real one back in. She's wearing nothing at this point. She's She starts out wearing a bikini and then she's like, oh, can I come tour the facilities with you, Ernst? And he's like, yeah, but put something on so you don't distract all of my incredibly horny she dudes. She calls him Ernst? She yeah. Because of Ernst. Ernst. <laughs> so cute. And so what she puts on over the bikini is like a, a, a bikini sweater. It's another bikini. <laughs> yeah, a second yeah. bikini. It's a second slightly larger bikini. And and, and like she puts the he, Bond puts the tape like in her ass. So it's just like you just mm-hmm. there's just a tape shape in the in her in her, in her like ass on the on the, the bikini. One place where everyone will be looking. That's including right, including Blofeld. Including some, Blofeld. For some Blofeld doesn't like he doesn't. He's not going to cuck him like Teddy Savalas was, but he was like, ah, oh, you're showing a bit a bit too much cheek, my dear. And then he's like, right, throw her in the brig as well. He has Bond mm-hmm. and and Tiffany Case thrown in the brig. The brig, right? I, I want to talk about the fucking brig. The, talk to me about the brig. The brig. You it's have rum. all of the money in the world. You have a fucking uh, d- like oil platform. You have an army of goons, and you anticipate that you're going to have to take someone prisoner because you let Bond on the thing, and then you throw him into a supply closet full of supplies with a hole in the floor. Yeah, he just, he just drops a rope which is already in there out of a hole in the floor and just like shimmies down it. 
I think it's honestly a world record for how fast Bond leaves a room after being mm. imprisoned This movie in loves putting Bond in like the most easily escapable situations and trying to sell that as like perilous. It's fucking well, great. Good luck wriggling out of this one, James. Oh, shit. Ah, fuck. <laughs> fuck. In order to escape this prison, you'll have to beat this robot at making a martini. <laughs> 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 it's like a fucking it's like an introductory level in a point and click adventure you're just put in, yeah. a, in a room there is one interactable object it's a rope there's a hole in the floor yeah. they're counting on him not trying they're counting on like gentleman's word of honor yeah, like now don't try up. to escape please yeah yeah it's yeah like, like he's an officer in the napoleonic war like he's given Come his on, word pal. that he won't try to escape so, so so blofeld realizes that things are going a bit tits up because the marines and Felix Leiter and uh, Willard White start to assault the thing. And he gets a cool moment where This is where we where see like, the special effects budget has uh, been spent on Sean Connery because the yeah. SFX yes. is terrible. Yeah. Well, do, uh, do you want to see a helicopter blow up? Well, do not watch this movie. Um, he like unfolds the base's reused. defenses. And they could have reused footage, yeah. They could have reused the footage from um, You Only Live Twice where they showed the same helicopter blowing up like five times. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, Blofeld, what's the other thing we know about Blofeld is that he's a coward, right? Or he's the only person in these movies with a sense of self-preservation. And so, Mm. as shit starts to go wrong, he picks up a phone and he says, Prepare my bathroom sub immediately. Fucking excuse me? Prepare my bathroom sub immediately. Your what? It's bathos. My bathos sub. My bathos sub. Prepare my bathos sub. sub. I can't say submarine because I'm a homosexual. Where one of the one of the henchmen, the senior henchmen, is just like, "This is going tits up." Like, and he's like, "No, shut up!" Like, return to your post. And then he kind of idles over to a phone, and he's like, "Prepare my bathos sub." What a bathos sub! I didn't get the the. He had that like second in command who was like, "This is going terribly. I'm freaking out," and (laughs) he'd been freaking out for like ten minutes by that point. And the question that I thought Blofeld should have asked him is. Okay, you the, now you think it's gone weird. I have I have a drop which I originally was I I forgot it because I was originally going to use it for the uh, the theme instead of L, Mister Bond, which is when his second in command is like, "Listen, they've got to they've got to acquiesce to your demands. They can't attack us." He's like, "Yes, but- great powers flexing their military muscles like so many impotent beach boys." Yeah, yeah. Excuse me? The Beach Boys. <laughs> Are you familiar with the works of the Beach Boys? Impotent Beach okay. Boys. I enjoyed Sloop John B, but the other checks <laughs> were dirge to me, Mr. Bum. Impotent Beach Boys. But genuinely, so- he should have just said to his second in command, okay, so you were, you were fine with diamond laser satellites blowing up actual nukes, but you don't want to go for a swim. You know, what? Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Come on. Yeah. The, the, the best thing is his second in command is like some environmentalist guy that he's just managed to get on board by being like, yeah, this will make world peace, definitely. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I don't think this is going to make world peace anymore. Yeah. But Blofeld loves fucking ease, easily tricking these guys. Yeah. So, so Blofeld tries to escape <laughs> it's, it's, in the battle. It's bath not like some. a credulous hippie to get wallet inspected by an evil multi-billionaire. <laughs> I've never heard of this kind of thing happening. Blofeld tries to escape in the Batho sub, which is just literally like a, a little tiny submarine, and uh, Bond takes control of the crane it's attached to, and like the blunt instrument he is, disables the super weapon by slamming Blofeld into it repeatedly. Um, great. It's kind of funny. Cool. Yeah. In a scenario where he's repeatedly had access to several machine guns. Yeah. No, he just like hits it with a crane. 
And this works. He like saves the world again. He goes for the the special environmental kill so we can get the spinning silver 007 above his head. <laughs> like in his head he says that to himself. <laughs> yeah. She uh, Tiffany is like blown overboard when she tries to shoot somebody and the recoil from the submachine gun like knocks her off the edge of the thing. And then Bond mm. just dives after her. Uh, and that's that's it except we have one last uh, one last loose end to tie up, <laughs> oh, which baby. is Mr. Wint and Mr. Drill. We've got some gay assassins. We've got yeah, some gay, gay loose gay. ends to tie up in this. Yeah, so so Bond and Tiffany are going home on a cruise ship. Yeah. And uh, It's all-inclusive, Mr. Bond. Yes. Two, <laughs> two gay waiters arrive, Mr. Wint and Mr. Drill, uh, in waiter garb, and they are off, they're preparing them uh, like shashlik, like kebabs, salad utopia, and for, I mean, ah, well, I mean, I'll just give you the drop, shan't I? For dessert, the piece de resistance. A bomber surprise. Now, at this point, Mr. Mr. Kid is arming a clockwork bomb, which yeah. he is putting under, a, like, a cake shell. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's a smart way of killing someone. Yeah, the bombs are free. Two attempts at this so far, and they've gone. Okay, mm -hmm. we've we've been beating around the bush a bit too much here. Yeah, we're gonna kill him with a bomb. <laughs> we tried cremating him. We tried putting him in a pipe? Question mark. We're gonna go for a nice, <laughs> clean, sensible kill. Yeah. Instead, Get however, clockwork bomb. Bond Set up once a bomb again on a ship that we are on. Yes. Genius. <laughs> all all Very I have to say. Very clever idea. L, Mister Bond. So, <laughs> Bond Bond does the fucking red wine with fish thing again, right? He, mm -hmm. uh. but the wine is quite excellent. Although for such a grand meal, I had rather expected a claret. Of course, unfortunately, our cellar is rather poorly stocked with clarets. Mouton Rothschild is a claret. Fucking got you, see? You think you're pretending mm. to be a sommelier, but you don't know about a claret, and you definitely weren't just obliging me, because I can get you fired. <laughs> anyway, also, I can smell your gay aftershave, and I've smelled that mm. before, so I know you're the same guy who put me in that pipe, which I don't know why I'm taking so personally, because I just I walked out of there. I know you tried to pipe me. I tried to give me that pipe. I know you tried to pipe me. Like plenty of tools, Dad. Given the way that they both look and behave, and they like, they shuffle in uninvited with these suspicious trays of weird-looking prop food, going, "Oh, hello!" <laughs> and one of them looks like you know an evil serial killer suspect guy with a lank, lank. Hair. Looks like my brother on stag. Yes, exactly. And and they're both kind of eyeing him like, "Well, mm, oh, oh. and up to the claret point, James Bond is like, oh, two perfectly normal waiters. I see no reason to." <laughs> they, they do like everything up to the fucking like Nosferatu. Too suspicious walk of like, oh, how are you doing, Mr. Bond? We hope you're having a murderous cruise, Mr. Bond. <laughs> yeah, so they they, they, try, they then try to kill him. Uh, Mr. Wint tries to strangle him with like a tastevin on a, on a chain. Um, yeah. uh, Mr. Kid comes at him with a couple of flaming kebabs. Again, a gun would be quite yeah. good. Not really clear what he intended to do with those. Just stab him with the flaming kebabs, I guess. Bond throws alcohol on him and he catches light and falls into the ocean. Like Cavoisier. Yeah. Uh, once again, another sort of moment, Mr. Mr. Wint is uh, seemingly very upset 
that his partner yes. has been killed and redoubles his effort to kill Bond. But we're not getting out of this movie without homophobia, right? So the way in which <laughs> That's right. the way yeah. in which Bond kills him is to pull the tails of his waiter coat like up between his legs, causing him to make two like. If if you if ah uh, if I had to explain the concept of a homophobic noise, it would take too long. But like, if I just give you the drop, you'll know what I mean. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I like how Ooh, he's, he's just seen his murder his murder husband get set mm. on fire and fall off the side of a ship, but. That's no excuse not to have a good time having your not even genitals, but just between your legs vaguely touched yeah, by James get, Bond. Getting getting a wedgie mm. essentially off of James <laughs> Bond yeah. is enough to send me into a flight of rapture. Yeah, yeah. And then he like flips yeah, him yeah. off the no okay, sorry. First of all, he ties the fucking clockwork bomb to him. Mm-hmm. And then just like flips him off yeah. the edge and he explodes upon contact Which, with the Which again, the, the bomb does no damage to the to the boat that they're on. No one even fucking notices. Well, it's like you threw a chunk of like alkali metal into the water. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> immediately on contact. That's, that's, that's the movie. No one has ever attacked. Like when, when he has the flaming kebabs and he goes for James Bond, he moves as slowly as I would move. <laughs> If I was trying to be careful with some flaming kebabs. <laughs> he's still in server mode. Don't worry. He's doing He's, he's like also once, like, These kebabs, once the kebabs catch light, the actor changes into asbestos gloves in between shots, which I'm uh. like. <laughs> yeah, so that that's that's the movie. That's Diamonds Are Forever. What did we all think? How was our experience of watching this movie? It was a busy, busy film. Almost mm. two hours. It went on a bit. There's no pacing to it. It's not edited in any way. Yeah. I enjoyed discovering that the comedian Shady Trees is a real comedian, or was. Really? He's a real stand really? They got a real oh. stand-up, a real like old school. There's clips of him on late night shows and stuff. It's very huh. strange. They think you think they would have let him tell a joke. Yeah. The bits mm. he did weren't good. Yeah, <laughs> there's like three jokes that I, I was initially going to be very scornful, and then I remembered all the times that I've ever seen a non-comedy show try and portray stand-up and they don't let the stand-up guest starring in it do their own jokes or mm. studio studio whatever it was, Aaron Sorkin, where they were oh like, God. okay, we're going to do a, sh- a drama set behind the scenes of a comedy show and all the comedy sketches will be written by the drama people. You go, okay, please don't do that. Mm. <laughs> well, I could tell please you right hire, now. That's horrible like idea. One <laughs> student review would be better than whatever... Your fucking Agatha Christie ghostwriters think a comedy sketches. <laughs> so I would have held that against Shady Trees, but then I thought the poor guy has had to yeah. amuse Barbara Broccoli. That is that is awkward. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame. Alex Saltzman. But we have a science-based system on this we podcast. Do. A unique we, patent pending. Mm-hmm. The scum so, spectrum. Uh, scum we rate spectrum. out of 007 smarm, cultural insensitivity, unprovoked violence, and misogyny. Um, so mm. what are we going to give this film on Smarm? I think it's pretty high, but not not I a full think, set. I, I think that Bond gets outsmarmed by fucking Blofeld in this movie. I think he does. Easily. You press L, Mr. Bond. The word lobby begins with L. Fucking owned. Mm. In, fa- in fact, mm. he, has a, he has a line about being smug. As my rush for co observed, humility is the worst form of conceit. I do hold a winning hand. 
fucking got his ass, you know? So yeah. I think he Bond himself might have a slightly lower smarm than usual. Hmm. How are we feeling about a four? Five? I, Wanna go higher? I, I could I could see a four. I could see a four. I could see a four. Is this out of 007? Oh yes. Yes, it is. Of course it is. Okay. Alright. Uh, now, cultural and sensitivity. Uh, I mean, it's not as racist as previous Bond films, but gay culture well, is a culture. Well, I don't. I mean, the whole diamond smuggling sequence at the start is not um, the greatest. Lest we forget Zamora, trail um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, from true. Nairobi, South Africa, turning yeah. into a gorilla. I mean, at, at least, uh, uh, I guess, at least it depicts the diamond industry in South Africa under apartheid as corrupt. That's something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm fine. And it's not as if the racism was central to the plot. They, as they, they dabbled. They just went, okay, he beats up two racial archetypes at the start, and then there's a bit of Diamond Africa shenanigans, but mainly it's Vegas, baby! Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, next movie, we're going to have to bring out the fucking Vegas yeah, on this. Yeah, spe- yeah, 100%. On the racism part of the spectrum, so. But also, the, f- the film is very very homophobic and I think it has to get because gay culture is a culture like sure. it's true so I think we've got to score it fairly highly for that I'm tempted to go as high as a six I could go uh, yeah you've sold me on six easily yeah you could tell me yeah it was a five easily. till that last noise woo <laughs> it was it was alright up till <laughs> woo and then it was like hold on I'll right. give it to you again <laughs> no, yeah that's that's your six right there <laughs> the homophobic noise yeah uh Unprovoked oh, violence, surprisingly high for this one. I he mean, strangles a woman with her Franks. own bra in the mm-hmm. first fuck in the pre-credit sequence. Murders a man in cold blood yeah, in a we lift. Didn't. Yep, it's high. It's high. It's real high. It's higher than any of the the, the previous. It's weird that this is. On, it's not as high. It's, as it's weird get. that on the numbers, this is going so high for a movie that is largely so forgettable to watch. I think maybe mm. that's why they were. They've replaced the plot with. Mm. With uh, lights, lights, and and smoke, you know they've they've just gone yeah, heavy yeah, on yeah. nonsense. Replace this plot with homophobia. I mean, Bond's just going from place to place and just seeing things happen around him. Mm. Yeah. What are we thinking then for un- unprovoked violence? It's got to be high. Plenty of tools. It's got to be like five, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Now that only leaves us with misogyny. Misogyny. Well. First of all, I've written here in my notes, Plenty O'Toole is the most unjustly treated woman in history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's up there. <laughs> she seems quite nice, and then it's just like, wow, she was nice, wasn't she? Yeah, dead. She, mm. it, it, is, it is fully just a Bunta Vista bit. Well, she's dead. She's it dead. Was, mm. they, they tried to make her unsympathetic immediately by having her be like, you've lost all your money at gambling. Slightly overweight middle-aged man, so I'm not going to suck you off now. Do, do you want to know mm. what that slightly middle-aged, slightly middle-aged, slightly overweight guy says? Well, that's it, pussycat. Shot the whole wad. <laughs> I was waiting <laughs> for a chance to use well, that. That's it, pussycat. Shot, shot the whole wad. Do you want to go up to my room? And she's like, oh, you're sweet, but actually, no, you're poor now. Sorry. <laughs> and to be fair, I respect it. Mm-hmm. This doesn't make her unsympathetic to me. You press L, Mr. Bob. <laughs> 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 Fucking, uh, hey, Mr. Franks, you want to sit in the front? Tiffany does have a little bit more 
agency in this one, and it's nice that she's closer to Sean Connery. He doesn't age. reform her either. Like at the very yeah, end, she has a she's like, "Hey, can, hey, can I can I ask you a question?" It's kind of early in our relationship, but and you're like you're meant to think, "Oh, is she gonna marry him?" She's like, "How the fuck do we get those diamonds back down?" And it's like mm. that's quite fun. I appreciate that. Yeah. How do we get the diamonds back from space? Yeah. How do we deorbit this <laughs> and keep the diamonds intact? That's where you want to say, you know, there are other diamonds, right? Like you've been a smuggler this whole time. You- <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really understand these things I've been smuggling. Yeah, <laughs> I imagine there's a very finite amount, and it's seven, and they're all in space. <laughs> so what are we? What are we thinking for misogyny then? Mm, I could go as low as a three or four. Yeah, I'd say th- mm-hmm. I'd say three, also because of the lesbian acrobat murder. I'm gonna be thinking yeah. about Bambi and Thumper for the rest of my fucking life. Yeah. <laughs> he does. He does beat a couple okay, but of women. Not in the way they intended you to. <laughs> no, no. But th- that's the thing. M- much like the guy who replied to us about um, uh, Mr. Wint and Mr. Kid, I have simply, uh, as with Rosa, as with Rosa Kleb and her sort of little interrogation scene, I have simply extracted the bits that I like from their context, and I'm going to squirrel them away for the rest of my life. So, is this more yeah. or less misogynistic than the Lazenby one, which was a four? Uh, I, I'd say equal. Okay. That's yeah, a I'd say on equal footing. Uh, mm-hmm. Which gives us a total score of 19, which is oh. pretty good by the Connery standards. It's equal to From Russia With Love, um, and certainly not as bad as Goldfinger, um, but still, still the best Bond film so far is still on Her Majesty's Secret Service. That's right. That is right. Mm-hmm. Never let them make you do a second movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, only do one. Make Sean Connery come back and do it, even though he's ninety years old. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, great, absolutely. Well, this isn't the last we've seen of Sean Connery either, because oh, we Christ. are going to have to do Never Say Never Again. Oh, yeah. Christ. Well, at some point that comes quite later on, though. I don't think I've seen that either. Yeah, they remade Thunderball. What? Yeah, just like, Let's again. try that one again. Yeah, you're you're, you're extremely welcome to come back on if you haven't suffered enough. And watch Never Say Never Again. <laughs> Say Never Again. Mm. What is the so? There's just a straight remake. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Why haven't I even? I don't even even heard of that. Mm. Yeah, no. Hang on. It wasn't. Well, it wasn't produced by Eon. To. Yes, we do. Mm. And in the meantime, yeah, Never Say Never Again, 1983 film starring Sean Connery. Mm. Based on the 61 Bond uh, based, novel Based on what? That only remains oh for me to say. Thank you. Just well, first of all, Pierre, where can mm. people find you? Yes. Mm. Oh, you know, I'm I'm enthralled to all the usual disgusting fucking websites like Twitter and Instagram and I guess Facebook if anyone over 50 is listening. <laughs> um, I, I, I do some sort of... Low, <laughs> I do some low commitment Twitch streaming. <laughs> if anyone's in- interested in that, and I do a podcast with Phil Wang called uh, Bud Pod, mm. um, which is which is fun. It's not really about anything, you know, like all the gr- the greatest uh, podcasts. Mm. Um, that's pretty much it. And then I guess it's literally it's been illegal for me to do my job of stand up for like fourteen months now. Mm. But it's you'll find me whenever it comes back. Mm. I might be. A, Doing it. Uh, when does shit? When does shit come, become uh-huh. allowed again? It's basically August. Yeah, Pierre September, Novelli right? will return. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen Pierre's stand up. It is very, very good. I once went dressed as an admiral for no reason. 
Um, Hell yeah, it was fucking it, yes. Are we the same <laughs> person? Yeah. That's everyone's right. Uh, yeah, well, that's I'm, right. I was officially an admiral on my bank account for some time. <laughs> well, uh, thank you, Admirals. thank you from me, Admiral Admiral Alice Caldwell Kelly, Admiral mm-hmm. Abigail Thorne, Admiral Devon, mm-hmm. Admiral Pierre Novelli. This has been Kill James Bond, and we will return with. Live and let die. (laughs) We're working out that fucking C score, baby. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of Kill James Bond. Kill James Bond will return in two weeks' time to talk about Live and Let Die. I'm just coming fresh off the recording of that, so A, I'm a little bit drunk, and B, I'm insanely mad. So if you're looking forward to Devon yelling, oh baby, two weeks time, see you there. The next bonus episode for patrons next week will be The Man from Hong Kong, a fantastic action movie, which is an hour and three quarters long and features 18 minutes of dialogue. I am not kidding when I say you're going to want to A, watch that actual movie and B, subscribe to our Patreon so that you can get our words in your ears. Speaking, of course, of our patrons, special thanks to our £15 and above patrons who are Jack Holmes, Paint McCalla, Amanda Rogda, Nikki, Field, Commissar, Jen Jin, Kentucky Fried Commie, Amanda Comet, Jack Bushel, Larry Kins, Timothy Pajorni, Josh Simmons, Elizabeth Cox, Alfredo, Raul Leal, Jonah Schwamberger, and Zoe Shepard. Your patronage helps us make this podcast the best it can possibly be, and I am eternally grateful. This has been Kill James Bond, starring Alice, Abigail, and Devon. Our producer, as always, is the illustrious Nate Bethay, and our podcast art is by Matt Lepchansky. See you next time. <laughs>